And we're here at the Boys of the Golden Throne with a uh, interim host, I guess we'll call it. Uh, introduce yourself, bud. Yay, I'm an intern. Oh, interim. Um, I'm, I'm the guy singing AJ's seat, metaphorically speaking. Hey, guys, it's uh, Jody from the Vangarian Heresy. How you all doing? I, I hope they're doing. I hope they're going to be pumped for this episode. I'm I hope so too, man. The uh, image to post up when we post up the um, when we post it up on SoundCloud. <laughs> I, I have no idea how you're going to beat the last one. I mean, you, you you've given me life goals with the need to own that many you know glitter baubles for my beard <laughs> at Christmas. So uh, I, I I scare it scares me what you may come up with, but it's going to be glorious. It's going to be very glorious. Um, so yeah. We kind of I brought uh, I brought uh, Jody on here because AJ is uh, a little I guess MIA at the moment. He has officially moved to Germany for six months, and he doesn't know when he'll be getting his internet hooked up. Oh, shocking! Absolutely disgraceful. I mean, isn't that like one of the first things you need to sort out? I mean, it's like, have I got somewhere to sleep? Have I got an internet connection? Where am I going to game? Exactly. So he's uh. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're just uh, we're just making sure we get all of our fans get content still, and we love Jody, so why not have him on the episode again? Well, I I, I am very glad and very happy and, and very uh, honored to be on here again. Mm-hmm. You guys were awesome. I mean, hey, a Jody soda. I never thought a thing could exist, but apparently it did. <laughs> it's Jody two point uh, now. Well, it, it, it's it's. You know, the, it, I, I'm the intern here at the Boys of the Golden Throne for this episode, so I, I'll I'll fetch you coffee and you know make make you feel great and give you back rubs and stuff like that. How does that sound, bud? <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, I guess a uh, continental drift drift back rubs. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, there's it's uh, it'll all, it'll like everything else. It can all happen over the internet. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're just, uh, we're having Jody on the episode, so he's taking AJ's spot, so we'll get to hear a little bit about Jody's life and what he's been doing, and, uh, and then we're, the big thing we're talking about today is everybody has in the area, maybe those players or a group of players that kind of, they either netlist, or they metagame, or they are just, they're playing the game for what feels like the wrong reasons. Or within, or are just in the wrong community. So we just want to talk about how to deal with them, how to know them, and understand that sometimes they don't mean to be dicks. It's just kind of who they are. <laughs> it's a nice way of putting it. Well, sometimes it's, like, it's a genetic thing. <laughs> a, gen- <laughs> a genetic disposition to being a dick. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, I, I think everything can be explained by genetics, but it's uh, it's definitely something that comes up in in every community. One way or another. Yeah, no, it's uh, not uh, even just miniature gaming. It's like sports or video games, kind of everything. Mm. So, but it's uh, it's it's uh, it's something special, I think, when it comes to to what we do. But you know. Yes, and we'll talk a little bit more on the thing. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, get to the full episode in a sec, guys. I'll see you guys in a minute. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name, 
our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Nalnoil. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that new little sound bite. I keep working on more and more to see if anyone's uh, liking them. Hey, you've listened to the podcast before. How do you enjoy the weird sound bites in between areas? I love it. I, I really do. Um, I, I must admit, it's it's never something that we've we've ever really sort of gone into um, on the TVH, but we've we've done it a couple of times when uh, you know it's usually when we screw up editing and stuff <laughs> you'll get the the old static uh, static radio tie in uh, but other other than that no i love it man i think it's hilarious it's something that, that needs to happen it just breaks it all up yeah and it's uh, it's a blast and like i said the flugelhorn is i think has a special place in my heart um, <laughs> after listening to it so many times now i love it i remember yes. the last one i did was like the scream and then the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Sounds like the end of my last date, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I better not say any more for you know many reasons. <laughs> um. So, Jody, what? So we're in the hobby talk land, and what have yeah. you been doing lately? Uh, well, as you guys probably know from my last uh, last appearance, I'm I'm a commission painter, so I've actually been uh, I'm working on another commission for uh, a client of mine. It's a, it's a small custodies force. Um, it's like two shield captains, uh, six guys with spears, six guys with sword and shield, and then a, a servo skull. So I'm just in the middle of putting all that together. Um, I I can't remember when we last recorded. I think it it was. After the event, so I, I delivered uh, Freddy's uh, Reaver Titan to him. Yeah, yeah, uh, I saw you posted that up on Facebook, taking like a, almost like a panoramic picture of it. Yeah, that, I have to, I have to thank Freddy for that because he, he's uh, he's got this uh, little movie video app thing that he he loves to play with and uh, and put music to and everything. So he did this really cool little video for me on that one. Um, and other than that, I have just finished, and they're sat in front of me on my desk at the moment. A pair of uh, Medusa uh, tanks for... They're going to be in my Iron Warriors army for now. Um, they're kind of based on the Armageddon-style ones. So the Chimera base with the big boxy turrets and the big mm. gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, they're going to be there for um, simply for, for now until I get my hands on some Legion ones. And then they're going to make their way into my militia army. So uh, they're going to get a relatively neutral paint job this week because I've got an uh, event coming up on the weekend, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Are you hosting so, or just playing? Just playing. Oh. I'm, I'm at, yeah, I know. it's like I, I don't have to take any responsibility for anything other than rolling dice and drinking the occasional beer or something. I'm I'm a little bit nervous because it's like, I don't know, I've not had to do this in a while. Uh, but it's going to be cool, man. Uh, one of our good friends, Eric, from it's actually over in Denmark, which sounds 
ultimately globetrotting, but it's like 40 minutes by train from where I live. So Yeah, um, over here it's like a 12-hour flight. But <laughs> uh, You know, it's just, for me it's just popping on a train and waiting 40 minutes and I'm there. I'm in another country, what can I say? Uh, you know, it's not air miles, but it's, it's, it's just as, uh, you know, jet set as it can be over here. Um, but no, he's, uh, Eric's pioneering or, or pushing the real-time uh, gameplay. Oh, so, so it's like a lot of people playing games, but when they're finished, they affect the other games. Kind of, but also that you can you literally respawn your army, um, and you wait between games or between locations. And if you move off a board in one direction, you enter a battlefield on another table from another direction. It's like fully GM'd heresy. That's um, pretty epic. It is. I mean, Freddie's done one already he went to uh, eric's uh, and his team organized one event already uh freddie went along and eric said to me you've got to come and it's like well it kind of be rude not to um <laughs> so he basically uh he, he helped me work out the date and we went and we're going and it's going to be a blast awesome that sounds sweet yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun man so what about you good self it's been so hard to find a game lately like i played like one and a half games, I'd say, since uh, the last event we are Kipper's event. Daddy. Oh, I have a little child asking me for something. Oh, wow. Cool. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Joey. Uh, so... <laughs> okay, well, that was Joey. That's my youngest. She was asking me to watch a show, which she already has on. So, uh, doesn't bye. it just make you feel like a god when they do that? It's like, can I do this? You're already doing it. Awesome. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate parenting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, parenting 101, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Reminding them that they can do things. Mm hmm. Um, so, any other hobby talk? Just, just your Medusas you built so, and the Reaver? On my end, yeah, just to reduce this in the reaver, uh, I've also got a fell blade for my Iron Warriors, which is sitting above me, saying, "Paint me, paint me, please paint me." Uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that. And uh, well, I, I, I can say we've had some talk um, for, around the the Varangian fire, Varangian heresy fire, about next year, and uh, you know some events and some stuff we're looking to do at other conventions and things. So you know, we we're keeping the heresy flowing as best we can. Awesome. Anything in the skunk works for the future? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, we've got, uh, I'll be fair, we, at the moment we're talking a whole lot about Titans. Ooh. Yeah. Um, it, it may or may not have to do with uh, a group of guys who are currently egging each other on to buy titans uh, <laughs> which um, may or may not lead to some very crazy stuff coming up in the future i'm just saying it may it could happen you never know uh, so uh, yeah it's a little bit a little bit going on <laughs> awesome and you, you said yourself more people to buy their titans <laughs> oh you should do man i mean you, you gotta you're gonna lead the way you're gonna lead the way and people are just gonna see how awesome they are awesome yeah no mine should be here think this week it's it's amongst the the whatever the the sky inverse of uh shipping tracking uh it's it's in the great ether of the tracking is it yeah it's it's nowhere it's left someplace but has not arrived at a new place yet ah uh, so it, it's doing the right thing and gambling in international waters then yes it's it's very it's it's i might have been pirated i don't know 
<laughs> I hope not, man. <laughs> That's oh, too God, good. that would suck. That would suck so hard. But um, I tell you what, you're going to open that thing up and there's going to be this whole new resin smell. You're just going to, oh, it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> just get a blast in the face of resin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just start coughing. Oh, that's good. That's good resin. That's good resin right there. Uh, so, yeah, the Warhound should be in the mail, but... As I was talking to you earlier, I realized I was looking through the new Legion Red Book, and they don't have them under the Lord of War options anymore. Did you did you have a look at the Engines of Destruction? Not yet. Where is it? Be- because I'm gonna I, I'm gonna do some some live perfect stuff for radio as I as I, I look through my um, iBook and <laughs> try and find the entry. Um, <laughs> but this is this is from memory because I, I haven't actually put one in a in a list yet. But I do believe under Lords of War there is an option um, where you can select Engines of Destruction, and I do believe. Uh, let me see if I got my red book working properly. I do believe that's where you can select them because that's how you do the. Uh, there's an option for um, knights in that way. Mm. So it's like that they might be, they're like a, because you have like war machine detachments That's for right. things like the big guns, and then you can fit knights in there as well, doing that sort of thing. And yeah, okay, that's useless. Let's just, <laughs> it's okay. I'm, I don't know about you, which which list builder do you use? Do you use Battlescribe or do you use Quartermaster? Uh, I have Battlescribe, but it seems to be choppy, so I'm thinking about trying Quartermaster out. I, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of um, Quartermaster since the last um, last sort of update and everything they did with uh, Battle Scribe. I know people love them and that's totally cool, um, but I'm just a big fan of using them. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, of using the Quartermaster because it seems to have everything there. It just uh, it, the only thing it misses is the um, the like the rules for the um uh like look what do you call them because it's basically a database it doesn't have a lot of the rules written into it for things like rights of war so if you you could only take you know so many things with a particular right of war it doesn't remind you of that stuff no. uh, but uh yeah now there i'm looking for it i can't see it on here but i, I have been reliably informed that it is possible okay. uh, engines of destruction however that is found so here's a here's a fun one for your for your listeners <laughs> work it out for us <laughs> yeah, you can figure out how i can fit a warhound into my either my white scars or my iron warriors please please inform me because i really wish i didn't spend all that money on a model that i won't use <laughs> oh there's if nothing else there's 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 got to be a way of doing it with allies and like yeah, a single well, i might just have to start a mechanical army <laughs> yeah but see see now you say that and I, I've got I've got about two thousand points of Mechanicum sat there for the very same reason. <laughs> <laughs> for the very same reason of going, I I, I I plan to have a Warhound at some point, so I, I want to be able to run it in multiple ways. Um, so yeah, it's totally worth it, man. Just do it. Just do Mechanicum it. Of the, well, do Mechanicum of the shit. I had a Cybernetica Force, and I did not enjoy playing it at all. No? No, it was so dry and boring. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no uh, I, there was no heroism in that army. <laughs> that's that's true, but I I yeah, okay, can't argue that one. No. Uh, <laughs> but um oh, it's it's worth it cuz they I mean I just like 
I like the ro- boys, the robots anyway. I think they're fun. Um, but yeah, no, there is a way of doing robots, it. But it might do like a lot of the Myrmidons and like the Creos and stuff like that. Oh, do the Myrmidons are beautiful models. Exactly. I've got the Myrmidon destroyers. I think it is. The, the yeah, long range the ones, ones. like the double like or the Volkite or the graviton cans yeah and the, and the conversion beamer and all that correct yeah, yeah. They are, they're they're pretty they're pretty, <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty. <laughs> it's it's totally for a gaming perspective but goddamn they're pretty models oh yeah they're super good in game too but so well. uh, i guess in my hobby talk jody has convinced me to start another Mechanicum army. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> Sorry, man, but I regret nothing. I tried my the uh, the Skylex Guardian Automaton Coven. I've literally never seen anyone use them in a game. Ooh. I guess they're like they're like snake robots. That would be so cool. It would be cool. Uh, so I guess my hobby talk is just waiting for Warhound. I finished painting my Iron Warriors completely. Yeah, baby. That was just unreasonably quick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, looking back at them, I was like, what should I add? And I don't want to add anything, which is very rare for me. I always seem to want to add something more. But yeah. I don't really care to add any more to them. So I guess they're done. Beautiful, baby. Absolutely beautiful. That's 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 so good. Yeah, uh, that is so good. I mean, it's Iron Warriors are great for that for getting stuff painted. Yeah, uh, quick as all hell. <laughs> but it's just beautiful to get it done, man. And props to you. All all fully painted is just it's just the way forward. Mm-hmm. Well, because like my I, I'm gonna go fit it back and fish my white scars. So my white scars are like bases are done. They have multiple colors on them, but there's like the little details I haven't done. So I guess I'll go back and finish those guys, but I was just so after Kippers and like painting so many white scars so quickly, I was like, I can't paint this anymore. <laughs> yeah, color blindness. It's, it's, exactly. I paint this too much. Too I much. I think that's why the Iron Rush went so quickly because it was, just, it was almost like a palette cleanser. Because mm-hmm. I was like actually oh, yeah. enthused on painting a whole new color again. Yeah. Oh, it's it's. Uh... You know, it's it's one of those things I love doing. It's one of the one of the things I love about the about painting in general is just, you know, jumping between different colors and stuff. And, oh, exactly. Uh, so, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do it, and people will pay me to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> I am. I used to do it, and I just could never find the time. It was really yeah. hard for me to like sit down and like paint other people's stuff. Not out of like not wanting to do it, just literally time. Yeah, um, well, how is it? Is, you know, going got, for you then? Is it like it's going? It's going okay. It's going okay. I mean, um, I literally, it's even though as I sort of said before, I'm I'm sort of unemployed at the moment, so I've got the time. I'm trying to do everything around a part time schedule because I'm I'm still looking for like a full time job at the moment. So, um, but it's going really well. I mean, just I've got lots of things sort of lined up ready to go um i mean once these golden boys are done i've got a iron warrior iron hands sorry i always get those wrong (laughs) always i might be biased but uh, i've got an iron hands commission uh, about 45 to 60 models um to my high tabletop standard which is going to be so nice to paint i'm looking forward to doing those um and that's one of the guys who was actually at scandus this year jimmy 
he he borrowed our, one of our night houses and I mentioned this in the last episode had the most unfortunate luck of losing four nights in one turn to yeah. random effects. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you telling me that was just like what? Yeah, I know it's crazy. Um, and then I literally have I think if everything falls right, I've got three warhounds and a, a reaver, maybe four warhounds, a reaver and a warlord to be painting up soon. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got a little bit on the books already, so it's, it's uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, you know, it's, it's the other thing is the thing is I'm not just doing painting. Uh, one of my friends made a suggestion. I'm actually doing uh, a building service as well. So if people want stuff built, um, yeah, a lot because uh, they want to building models. Yeah, I mean it's it's funny. It's um, I'm like I've, I've said to you before is like things like uh, warhounds and reavers and stuff like that. Or the big big kits. If you've got a good set of instructions in front of you, you're fine. And it is scary, but it's just like putting a 28 mil model together. Um, there's just more bits. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think of it as like some sort of uh, Power Ranger Ultimate Zord coming together of bits, and you know, you click it together that way, totally fine. Um, but uh, no, uh, some friends of mine are, are big into painting, but don't have the time to build stuff. So I'm hoping to fill that little niche in the market as well. So that's all good fun. Sweet. Yep. So that's uh, that's yeah. It's it's going it's going good on my end at the moment. The only thing that uh, that's uh, sucking at the moment is I haven't had time to sit down and do the work on uh, my website and my Facebook page as I want it. So once uh, once the kids are at school tomorrow, then I have you know a few days of cracking down, painting, and doing computer stuff. There you so, go. All good. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I guess my hobby talk turned into your hobby talk again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I don't have much going on, like, as I finished painting my army, so I literally just, I guess I could paint terrain, but that seems really boring. <laughs> uh, it depends what you're painting, but yeah, I get that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you, could, you could sit there and think about a mechanic, Mommy, just oh, saying. Oh, I'm already there. I'm already on the world. <laughs> excellent <laughs> and i was re just reading the rules for like the what are they called the uh skylax guardian automaton covenant and they actually look pretty good but yeah it's a whole i'm looking thing. at i'm looking at them now i'm literally looking at the mo the models on the fortra website right now yeah and they they look awesome and i don't know if you can still get it but here's something for you if you want if you want a fun idea for a Magos conversion or Arch Magos conversion. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the old fantasy Slanesh? Uh, I think it was a Slan oh the demon the, 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 the yeah I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, like there's the a snake couple body. Yeah, there's that one, and then there's the I think it's from the Cauldron of Blood kit for the Dark Elves. There was a um, a serpentine style. Uh, like Medusa goddess type model. Mm. So there's just a, a couple of ideas maybe for like a, a Magos conversion of something like that. Just saying. That would be really you know? cool. It would, it would look pretty awesome. Just saying. <laughs> It'd be pretty awesome. Don't you worry yeah. about it. And it, you know, you've got nothing to paint right now. And you know, when you finish your white scars, you'll be looking at terrain going, I don't want to paint you. So <laughs> it's always good. I, I'm just, it would be easy to paint. Damn right. <laughs> if you think <laughs> Iron Warriors are easy to paint, Mechanic will just just disappear in front of you. It's like, damn, that was quick. Yeah, cool. But 
you know, I'm not trying to be a bad influence here or nothing. So yeah, it's you know. the best kind of influence. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> excellent. 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 Okay, uh, that's our hobby talk, I guess, guys. And we'll go come back and talk about kind of the the bulk of the episode. We'll see you guys in a bit. The lines are drawn, sides taken. The drums of war hum with malice and rage. And now, the eyes of both the traitor and loyalist rest upon the Ferex system. None shall yield, so who shall stand victorious? Choose your side and cast your die. Join us for the taking of Ferex. Act 1. Hubris. The Taking of Ferex is a narrative-driven 30k event track coinciding with the 2018 Flying Monkeys GT in Wichita, Kansas. Players will face off in a Loyalist versus Traitor narrative as the warring sides attempt to secure a foothold in the Ferex system. The event will span five rounds over two days. Zone Mortalis tables will be available both days for any players who wish to test their mettle smaller scale skirmishes. For more information, please go to flyingmonkeycon.com or search us on Facebook at Ferex30k. And welcome back guys. So we're gonna have talk about about a little controversial topic, I guess. Yeah, could be, could be a little soft spot. So essentially, what we're talking about is not necessarily we're not ranting and raving about those hard players or those like win at all cost players. Just more about how to deal with them yourself. Because if I've learned anything in my life is that you can't change people; you can only change how you react to them. Yeah, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, so there's no point in trying to fight somebody who's just not going to respect or even listen to what you're saying. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. So we all kind of know what we're talking about with these kind of people. They're literally, you'll go into a game, they nitpick every single rule, they um, take forever on their turn, get impatient on your turn rub it in your face when they kill something of yours or you don't kill something of theirs and yeah they're and oh and if they lose they tend to freak out a bit which is never a cool scene hmm. no. sadly yeah yeah yeah, I, th- I think it's 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 it is a touchy subject. It's because uh, it's so personal to to each and every one of us when we're when we're playing, when you come across guys like that. Um, and I think the flip side is not trying not to be that guy as well. Exactly. That's the tough one. Is not is not to be that guy um, indirectly. Uh, you know, you've got to be aware of yourself as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one. It's it, a tough it's one a very, for sure. It's a very tough one. Um, like the big thing about it, so w- when these players come into the hobby, um, it's not necessarily they're coming into the hobby for that reason. It's usually like a, almost like a per, or already a personality trait they have. Yeah. Um, 
and you kind of just have to remember that they are people and they have emotions and yeah it kind of sucks a little bit but <sighs> how do i say this um if you're playing a game and someone's being like that you don't have to continue playing that game yeah i think that's the, the key thing i think when we talk about um 30k specifically um we've got I t uh, from personal experience we've got such a great community out there um all the way around um that i think a number of these these sort of bad gaming experiences are less than say in other gaming gaming areas um and i've i've, I've had them i've had them myself in 30k as well um and i, I can talk about that if you, if you want me to go into those experiences yeah, totally. but I think the the important thing is that when it when it comes down to it that we've got such a great community that people are aware of this stuff because I think from my experience at least in my my communities and some of the other communities that I talk to a lot of the guys involved in them are older gamers guys who have, have been playing for a while in different systems um and recognize those types of people recognize when the situation is coming up. Um, I mean, I'll just to, going back to the event I just came from, I actually had to check myself for actually being that guy. Um, really? Yeah. And I, I, I will say it for this because I, it was, um, it was the last game of the day. It was a big game and we were playing, there's a, there's a lot of pride in this and this is this is one of the pitfalls is that there was three iron warriors players versus two imperial fists and a custodes player so it was there was a little bit of you know pride and rivalry going on straight away we'd had a great event the whole thing was going really well it was good fun and it the the scenario basically uh people were coming in from reserve on outflank and i happened to be um one of two players on my side rocking a Lord of War choice. I had a, a Typhon. Okay. And quite quite rightly so. It was the biggest threat on the field, so my opponents went after it. And I, um, I got a little bit defensive of the fact that, again, because this happens a lot when you run something like a Typhon on the field, um, it's a baby super heavy, it can die relatively quickly, so it usually does. Um, so it was it was something that was being focused down on. And um, one of the guys was uh, bringing his like veterans on and came on and it's like, okay, he lays everything out and he's laid it so he doesn't end up in a piece of terrain, which would have meant he'd had to, um, you know, sort of do a move through cover roll coming out of the vehicle. Um, so he could, he did it so he could lay everybody out and he got as close to me as possible. And he got, you know, all these little things, which are totally what he should have been doing. And I look at it, and the first thing I did was I literally got my measure and went, right, no, you need to be an inch away from here, an inch away from there. That's more than six inches. This is how – and I, I found myself doing it. And for me at the time, it wasn't so much that's how I game because I'm, I'm usually pretty loose about that sort of stuff, but because it had a big impact on the game right away. I mean, literally an inch here or there at that point would have had a massive effect on the game. And I realized that after we'd gone through all this, I felt the, the tension like up a few levels and everybody was suddenly getting their measuring tapes out and doing all this sort of stuff. And I was like, crap, what have I done? 
I've become the guy I don't want to be. And it's like, okay, so how do I deal with it? Um, and I took it, you know, literally said to guys, look, my bad. I, I can tell that we've, we've suddenly just, you know, stepped on a landmine of tension here and it's all blown up. So explained why I was doing something, why I was doing this, saying, look, two things. If you're going to play the game, things like this do matter. So get used to doing them because they do matter in the game. Mm-hmm. Full stop. They're, they, they're part of the game rules. And that way, if you get used to doing them, you don't become someone who pulls their ruler out all the time. No. That was more of a, a, a technical light way of getting into it. But the other thing was, look, I realize we're trying to have fun here. This kind of sucks, and I know why you're doing it. So maybe I'm getting a little defensive, therefore a little bit punchy about why things are happening. My bad. It's been a long day. Take Let me take a deep breath. We'll take a deep breath. Chill out. And let's have some fun in the game. And that brought the tension down. And we managed to get around the whole having the measuring tapes out every few seconds and all that sort of stuff. And it just came back to what the game should have been. And by the end of it, um, literally, we we were so far down in points and stuff, it wasn't even funny. Um, and I ended up doing a Hail Mary with a... Um, a tactical, a veteran tactical sergeant who literally charged a vindicator with his power fist and blew the thing up. And it happened to be the same player. And it, we were just laughing about it by the end. <laughs> and it, it's literally just, it was a proper Hail Mary of going, right, he's going to go, actually, no, it's a melter bomb. He's going to run up. He's going to do a sort of saving private Ryan thing, run up, jam the melter bomb on the front, boom, blow it up. And if he fails to charge, we roll the dice and on the, on the one, He's fallen over and taken himself out with a melter bomb because it was it was that point, you know, but yeah. we got to that point because we took the situation as soon as we noticed the tension. And that's something that's really important when you're dealing with uh, on both sides, whether you think it's you or whether there is somebody else there is just getting that tension out of the way right away and saying, OK, hang on a second. This is a fun game. We're playing a tournament, whatever. But let's take a deep breath and actually realize we're here to have fun um, and then go from there. Yeah. So that was that's that's, you know, an experience of me thinking, am I that guy? Um, and then trying my best to bring it back around and not be that guy because it's not who I am. Um, and also, you know, not not sulking that my Typhon just got tactically well played. Because um, <laughs> that happens. Oh god, it happens every time I put the fucking thing on the tabletop. It's like kill it, kill it with fire and melter and whatever. It's like, come on. I just got it out of my case. Yeah, I just got it out of the case, damn it. So you know, it's uh it happens, but sometimes you literally just gotta take a deep breath and go, Okay, how do we diffuse this? Yeah. And like I think that's a big thing, like you were just saying that ever anyone could be that person and it is you have to kind of check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, totally do. Yeah, I just yeah. had to. You got to go be. You do that, man. I, I, I can take this. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick pause and get back because apparently yeah. my child can't be quiet for a sec. One sec. <laughs> and we're back due to, I guess, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah insert flugelhorn here <laughs> insert insert flugelhorn for technical difficulties um so yeah what we were just talking about again we were talking about oh checking yourself and like making sure yeah. that you don't become that person yeah i mean i think i think that's the 
I think that's the first thing you should always do in a game is try not to be that guy. doesn't matter who, who's on the other side of the table, uh, whether it is one of those guys or if it's somebody who's completely new, check yourself first and avoid becoming that guy because that can set the tone for the game itself. It's very true. Cause like, um, and like understanding your opponent is a really big thing. Asking your opponent if they're new to the game or if they're like, haven't played a certain style of game, talk to them beforehand. Don't just automatically go in. I don't care if you're playing an event or just casually always go in, in with that mentality because this is a two player game. And there is a social contract about being essentially a respectable person. Exactly. If you just want to go and stomp on noobs, go play a video game. Yeah, go go play online on a on a server somewhere or find something else to do with it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, totally. And that that social contract is big, and I think it's. I don't know if it's the case because I haven't experienced it, but I'm going to play a devil's advocate here and say that sometimes people may think either it doesn't exist between gaming systems or it doesn't. Um, there's a different one in each gaming system. And I guess that might be the meta you, you can think of in that way, that the meta might be different. But the general don't be a dick, have fun and you know, recognize you're playing with another human being is pretty universal in my mind. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so if, if you are being a dick, you're going to find yourself having less and less opponents to play because eventually people are just going to stop wanting to play you. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is, uh, that's extremely true. And then, then you're basically shooting yourself in the foot because you're not going to end up playing the game you want to play. No, uh, which again sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, it does. It totally does. I mean, it's it's hard. It's I think it's it's hard to um, it can be hard to recognize that in yourself uh, unless somebody's pointing it out to you. I mean, you've got to be relatively self aware for for that to sort of come up. Um, and I know I just gave an example of me th- going, hey, I think I'm that guy. Uh, but that's because it was so out of character for me. Um, but if it's not, if, you, if you, you're someone who likes to come in and you like to win, that's how you enjoy. You know, that's totally cool. Winning is a great thing. It's nice to be the guy who, who wins games all the time or gets a reputation for being good at what he does. Um, but to do that at the expense of the guy on the other side of the table which can then easily become the gaming club you're part of on the other side of the table if you're playing other people. Um, that not only ruins has a potential ruin it for you, but for them as well. Because people can take it as a bad experience and decide, no thanks, I'm gonna walk away. And, you know, that's that's when you're doing you can do bigger damage, if you get me. You can lose people from the scene. Which is uh, really sad. It, it... It is. It is very sad because we are, unfortunately, it is a very niche hobby, and it's also a very niche hobby within a niche hobby. That's a very nice way of putting it. (laughs) We're like the sub-game of the main game where you get people who want to commit that time, but maybe they don't want to commit that time and just get ruffle-stomped and then it's thrown in their face. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, though, 
usually with these people they're not dumb people and that's kind of how they are they're pretty very analytical so take their advice they they do they're sometimes they might be a dick but they might make you a better player yeah and i'm gonna if it's cool i've got another example of this and again it's on me um when i first started playing 30k um i had played 40k beforehand very casual like probably no more than half a dozen games yeah. i was always a paint i was more of a painter and a fantasy player um and when i when i came over here to sweden got my army got up and running i was gonna do the whole link on thing and never never got the round to doing that so i went to the first or wasn't the first i think it was the third avarii episode uh series thing which is one of the, lo- the local gaming uh, 30k campaign thing here in malmo and my first first two games were really fun um i got my head handed to me by a blade of perdition running uh blood angels army and that that hurt that hurt man i mean it was literally my first or i think it's my second game of 30k and i was quite literally flying by the seat of my metal you know my ceramite pants there and sort of learning as i went along um and that was that one of those one of the guys uh, henke uh, henrik he's absolutely lovely bloke he's become a good you know good friend gaming friend and everything he's it's been a lot of fun playing him um since that point and that was a fun game second game was against mechanicum and i suddenly realized just how useful things like phosphex and that are and anything that's ap3 or ap2 against mechanicum um and i actually won that so i'm like hey i'm on a high and i'm I'm going you know i've got like you know one win one loss and all this sort of stuff then i played a, a third game and this isn't new i have talked about this on the podcast a while uh, a while back um and i played against a white scars army and it was probably one of the worst games i've ever played um for two reasons one his army was precise he knew everything about his army he built his army he's a he's a, he's a very well known um competitive 40k player um and he knew his army inside and out knew how it was going to work knew what it was going to do and it tore me apart i think i lasted two turns and you know it's it was i wasn't running a um a bad army i don't think i mean it was I think it was like two and a half thousand two thousand two and a half thousand points maybe uh two thousand sorry two thousand and i had some uh ty- a big tyrant blob in there two fifteen man tacticals and you know relatively okay iron warriors list uh like i said with them quad mortars and stuff but he was running a, a lot of bikes um you know, sort of uh, javelin land speeders and stuff like this. And he tore me to pieces and he played his army perfectly. Um, so that was one thing. The other thing uh, that, 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 that sucked that for me, that was, it was painful to lose that way. It just, you know, I, I just got ruffle stomped. The second thing was the, the way the game played out was, it was very much a case of, um, no, that's not an exact measurement. That's where it should be. No, that's not right. This is where it should be. Um, you didn't roll that. That dice isn't perfectly flat. You have to roll it again because it doesn't count. And we're not talking like, oh, that's obviously a cock die. It was like something that's up one millimeter, a millimeter and a half on the edge of a piece of terrain. And it's like, okay, that's 95% 
a four or a three or whatever it was. And most of the time, you let that stuff go, even in a, a gaming event. It's like, okay, that's you can see what it is. But no, everything had to be rolled flat. Everything had to be measured precisely and all this sort of stuff. And after the first turn, that was kind of hard. By the second turn, it was grating. It was suddenly like, well, if you want to play my army for me and tell me what I can and can't roll, I was getting really put back by this. It was really starting to get to me. Um, and it was really, really frustrating and upsetting. Um, and I was one of those new guys to the to the scene because I was, literally this is the first time I'd really done any gaming with that group. Um, so it had a lot of negative effects on me. Um and it took me a while to get over it. I won't, I won't, you know, I won't lie. I did have a, did have a few, uh, you know, not a bottle of wine in the shower, bad moments. But you know, there were a few moments where I had to sort of check myself and go, "It's okay. You can come back from this." You know, and I think that that experience, that experience was hard. But when, what came from it was two things. Like you said, I learned about my army. I learned for a fact that having. Um, in a competitive meta, because that's what I started to realize that it was a very competitive style of play. Having large squads foot slogging is very hard. If you don't have like defense lines or lots of other things for people to shoot at or medics, which I didn't have any of in that, in that game. So I learned to wrap my units in rhinos. Mm -hmm. So I learned from it. Uh, not to put all the points into one gigantic unit if you're foot slogging them. So I got a Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it taught me to level my game up in a very, very quick manner. Um, the other thing was afterwards, um, it took me a while, but afterwards I went back and I, I'd, I'd actually done what a lot of people couldn't do. I talked about it on the podcast and I put it out there and I hadn't really talked to the guy afterwards. Um, and I had to uh, meet him, uh, or I was going to meet him at a local, uh, like one of the gaming nights. And I knew I was going to bump into him at some point. And I thought, well, whether he's heard it or not, I need to actually talk to him. Yeah. And that's what I did. As I sort of went up to him and said, look, I don't know if you've heard about it. I've talked to, talked about it on, on my podcast. It wasn't the nice. It might not have been the nicest, come across the nicest way, but this is what happened. This is how I felt, and this is what it was like for me. And we talked a little bit and I got to understand that he's, he is a very competitive gamer. It's how he likes to play his game. Um, I mean, he plays the same, basically the same list um, and has done for a long time. And he's so good with it. There is no argument with it. And I'm still afraid to face that list because it's a hell of a test. Um, but as a person, I stood there and we talked and I got to know that this is what he's like as a player. So at that point then, I could decide if I wanted to play him or not, which was the other thing. Cause I got to know the person and I got to know if that was the sort of game for me or not. And I played him again at another tournament and he handed me my ass again. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say it was closer, but it really wasn't. Um, but it's also set a personal goal that at some point I'm going to beat him. Um, and all of that is, is sort of good fun and, once once we talked about it again, it cleared the air. It was that whole taking the tension thing away. Um, and that was a really big moment for me in, in 30K. It's sort of like learning, learning by doing, but learning by literally watching it all burn down around you and go, hmm, how am I going to fix this in the future? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, <laughs> that's that's another ex- sort of example of, of coming across that guy um, and finding a way to sort of learn from it and how to address it. Just talking to them, you know, and and being clear about what you had. If you're doing a post experience, what was the problem? Where did you have an issue? And and see if you can get to know them. Yeah, because like I said earlier, they are still people, and sometimes they can't just. They can't tone that down, and maybe they're trying, and maybe they're not, but just talking to them is always going to be more helpful than just being angry at them. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, no arguments there. <laughs> we can be bitter. I mean, we are Iron Warriors players after all, so I mean, <laughs> we're allowed to be bitter, but, but hate hate leads to the dark side, man. It's, <laughs> it's We're already there. We don't need to be led the way. We just need to, you know, simmer it as bitterness. Exactly. It's much more fun that way. And so, um, I was just trying to think of some some uh, um, stances in myself, but um, I've been called. So I used to have a Malifaux podcast, and the joke was, "Don't be a tail," which was essentially like, not be a dick. But I used to raffle stomp people just hard, but I would be like trying to have fun the whole time, so mm-hmm. people would almost like not realize they had lost till it was too late. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does make sense on the back of what we've been talking about. It makes, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You're, you're at least aware of it, which is, which is important. Exactly. Um, so kind of how I've changed it is that I, I make sure my opponent has fun as well. I'm not trying, I'm not aiming to lose, but I will sacrifice things like a model or a unit for them to have fun as well. Yeah. Or I'll try like, Heroic happenstances, be like, yeah, totally. My Praetor is going to jump out of the unit and charge your Terminators by himself. <laughs> yeah, you're going to do a running melter bomb. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Some, it's funny because sometimes it works out for you and now you just look like a tactical genius, but then the other mm. times it doesn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you stand there and pull the hero pose going, yep, I meant to look like that. I, I meant totally to... meant to do that. But rocks that out point, my socks out on that one. I not care because it was so epic. Yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know if you've got any, um, uh, not, not, na- not to name names, but I mean, I don't know if you've got any experiences with like local gaming groups where those sorts of people exist. Um, because I think it's one thing I, I've sort of realized, um, I mean, working with Freddie and, and sort of doing the event series and everything is that, you know, you've got to be clear on what you're doing as far as the game is concerned. Yeah. Like establish uh, what your game is going to be before you even start it. Yeah, It's a social contract, but it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, rather than just assuming, just being clear about it and going, right, here's what we're going to, we're going to do. We're, you know, I'm, I'm here to play a fun game and, you know, make it, make it a laugh and, or let's just go, you know, super serious and, and, you know, throw, everything at each other and, and see who's left standing and you know whatever um i mean it's i can say with our with our stuff i mean i i'm, I'm after talking to you guys about kippers and everything you know it, it, it seems to be a, a general thing is like let's have fun you know it's not a tournament it's not about really about who comes out on top um i mean you know we'll run best loyalist best traitor but a lot of that comes down to um lots of different things rather than just who came out with the biggest point score. Um, 
and by doing that and by by making the focus of whatever you're playing be it an event be it a, a one-off game making that as clearly on the fun or on the or on the serious or on the ruffle stomp style ahead of time then people know what they're going to get into um and people will play for that uh and if you've got a guy who is guy or girl you know no no gender bias or anything <laughs> damn it christopher you're rubbing off for me that's not fair um right okay um uh, basically if you've got somebody who plays like that and they come to your events and you know they 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 realize that they're not likely to win the top prize because that's that's what some people are there for as well is to to win the top prize uh, if they're doing that by thinking coming in right i'm going to run the most kick-ass hardcore stomping list i can possibly do and i'm going to trample all over everybody that's great but they still there's still a good chance that if you if you do it right they won't it won't be the thing that decides who is on top no there will be gaming and you know fr- you know not friendly schools what are we talking about uh sportsmanship stuff like that and and that's another another way of sort of Counterpunching, you know, what's not the word? Counterpunch isn't the word I'm looking for, but you know, that that social contract setting it up beforehand. Exactly, yeah. You're setting the you're setting the stability of your game before you start the game. Like, hey, I'm here to have a fun game. Hey, do you feel like having a game where we gotta stomp each other to the ground? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think there was there was one game I played in my local club. It's like, hey, let's let's just uh, bring our bring our lists, and you know, for the event coming up, I was like, great, sounds like fun. We'll do that. And I ended up facing off against <laughs> against Lehman Russ. Oh, <laughs> I was God. like, it's a, it's a two two thousand point or two and a half thousand point event, or no, it's two thousand points, two thousand points, and you've got in my head, it's like um, the the fluff of the event because it was the Lincoln just gone. Um, it was a, a lot smaller. It was, you know, we don't normally put a lot of um, uh, Primark restrictions or stuff in there, but very rarely do you find people bringing them, uh, unless it's something like Scandus, you know, where where it's all out. Yeah. Um, well, and, there, there uh, are points investments, so it makes sense. But I totally. Oh yeah, it. but I, I I found myself facing off against <laughs> Lehman Russ and like three drop potting squads of everything. I was like. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> it, it it wasn't fun, but I will say my prayer tour held out for two turns against Russ. Um, really, that's surprising. Yeah, he. I, I would like to say he did it through combat prowess, but the truth was, uh, Russ rolled shockingly, and I I seemed to be able to make clutch involve saves. There you go. <laughs> and then he got jumped on in the third round of combat. It was like it's okay. I can die. I I can leave this game happy. And th- there's a thing. Find the moments that are fun in the game. Exactly. For you, because that that was fun, and it was like, "Yay, this is awesome!" It sucks, but this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, just remember, guys, that we are playing this for fun. We don't spend hours building and painting models to just walk up to a table and take your stuff off in twenty minutes. Try to Sorry. have fun with your games, and um, if you're an event organizer. Don't just crap on these people. Take their opinions in consideration. They these yeah. are the kind of people that will show up to every single event. One hundred percent. Yeah, people who uh, yeah they will always show up because yeah these are the people who want to play. 
they're, yep. they're they're the guys who are thinking every day i want to play they're they get home from work i want to play a game they're the guys who sit in the toilet with their army books which is a good <laughs> and bad thing <laughs> yeah it's, it's a great thing in, unless you've got sort of you know kids banging on the door <laughs> exactly like earlier <laughs> yeah <laughs> me too man yeah <laughs> but, that, that, yeah, yeah just Stuff is, some games are not going to go your way. Some games are going to go your way. Try to have fun with them. And especially in such a rich, um, historical and heroic game we're playing as Horus Heresy, try to find those moments, like you said, like running into a Vindicator and blowing it up right at that right time. Or uh, having your Praetor live against a Primarch just for that clutch moment so you can do something else. Those are what you should be looking for in your game, not just the win. Yeah. Definitely, and and you've already touched on it. I think everybody everybody's got a part in it, one way or the other. If it's you know, uh, event organizers, gaming club organizers, if it's you know the guys playing the game, set the contract, set it set it out there ahead of time, and stick to it, and check yourself, and you know check the other guy as well. Um, you know, don't be afraid to say, look, man, seriously, is this a thing? And if it, if it, if it's a thing, then okay, we'll we'll make it a thing. But does it need to be a thing? You exactly. know, check does it. Check that's, it. that's the best phrase. Does it need to be? Most yeah. of the time, it doesn't need to be. It's just yeah. How the I mean, if it's is. yeah. I mean, again, I will say even even myself, there have been times in a game where it's been, you know, does it need to be that? It kind of does because it's going to affect the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, and if you're clear and like I said, like with this whole thing, if you're clear about it, and so say, okay, this is why, the least, you're 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 not leaving a question mark in the other person's mind, and you're clear about what's going on, and they can say, look, seriously, it, they will they can then check you at the same time and go, seriously, is that really a thing? Is it really that bad? You know, yeah. it's half an inch here or there. And if you roll this, yeah, okay, you're half an inch. It's, it's eight and a half inch charge. If you roll an eight, fine, whatever. You know, I'm cool. We'll make that. That's okay because it's important. You know, we're not. I'm not going to say you have to roll a nine or you fail. It's like, okay, it was this, it was that. There's a bit of terrain, whatever. There's always that chance of checking. Exactly. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on other than don't be a dick and if you are a be a dick just tell your opponent you're going to be one beforehand so they can make their own judgments <laughs> um i think i think don't be a dick is is pretty much you know hashtag don't be a dick is the way forward yeah. um and just just be clear about what you're doing and be clear where you are what you're responsible for if it's you know like i said a one-on-one fun game or like you said if you're an event organizer you know, or, you know, whatever. Just check, check where your responsibility is and, and be part of it, you know? Most definitely. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. That's it, boy. That's it. That's what I was looking for, yeah. There's a sound, there's a, there's a sound bite if ever I heard one. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, so we're just going to uh, go give you guys some more flugel action or maybe you'll add something new in, um, and we'll get back to our outro. See ya. Ooh.
welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, it may have sound a little rambly, but it's just a topic that I wanted to bring up. And uh, Joe, me and Jody were talking about it earlier, and he had some ideas and some opinions. So I thought it'd be great to have him on the show to talk about it a bit. So uh, just... and... go ahead. I was going to say, and I, I, I'm well known for rambling, so my apologies, guys. It's uh, you know, th this is like doing a sprint, and I'm used to doing a, a marathon when it comes to you know, to this sort of stuff. So it's all good. And no, no disrespect. It's just you know, this is this is refreshing. It's great fun. <laughs> it goes quickly. It goes very quickly. Um, so just gonna give you a shout out to uh, obviously the Bulgarian Heresy, thanking Jody for coming on the show again. Um, if you guys have never listened to them, I uh, want to give them some information where to go to. Yeah, come. You can come find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher, and we are the Vangarian Heresy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook as well, uh, the Vangarian Heresy, and we have some other social medias. We're like at Vangarian Heresy on Twitter and and Instagram. Instagram's the important one. I I don't do the tweeting thing. Uh, even I'm I feel too old for that these days. Uh, like, so yeah, that's where you can find us. Awesome. I uh, just had. Quick shout out to say everybody, um, go to our Facebook, our Instagram. So I think it's uh, the Instagram is Victoria30k. Um, and then the Facebook is obviously the, the Boys of the Golden Throne. Remember to sign up for you guys' LVO narrative tickets. Um, oh, as yeah. I said, we'll be there. AJ's running the event as, an, as the official event organizer. Um, I'm going to just be helping him out. Um, I do believe. Uh, Mark and Miles from the Age of Darkness podcast are also running an event. I've heard I've heard something about that. I I can't I can neither confirm nor deny, but I do believe that something is happening. Yes. Yeah, and then there's the obviously the Toys for Tots by Radio Free Estevan, mm -hmm. um, which is all good stuff. That's done pretty soon, isn't it? I think so. Um, I have to catch up on the latest episode, but I think it's uh, it's up on there uh, on the Radio Free Fan uh, page or South uh, Texas in Flames Heresy Group as well, which is uh, affiliated to them. Awesome. And then, yeah, so guys, just uh, keep listening to the Boys of the Golden Throw. The next little bit might have either some new guest hosts until AJ is uh, comfortable and ready to go in Germany. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. Have a good night. Good night, guys.